Well, hey guys, thanks for uh, joining us for another episode of uh, In the Lead, Off the Record. I am Kyle Cheslock. This is Chase Shields. Uh, together we give you uh, kind of our thoughts on a variety of topics. We got a good one today too. So uh, before we dive into all that stuff, uh, we love hearing from you. We do uh, take a look at the comments and things of that nature on the Facebook post as is. So if you have anything, feel free to comment. Love to hear from you. Give us a like. Uh, always love, uh, like I said, hearing from you guys. We're also on pretty much every other social media channel, whether it's uh, uh, Instagram, obviously Facebook, uh, uh, the podcast listeners out there, SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter. Uh, it's pretty easy to find all at the lead tool. So uh, give us a follow. We post a lot of comment uh, content from there uh, that uh, we aim to help for you guys. So uh, with that being said, uh, we do do these every Wednesday at 3 o'clock, so if you have any friends, uh, peers in the industry that you feel like would help, uh, feel free to uh, let them know. We love, uh, like I said, meeting new people. So uh, with that being said, uh, today we're going to discuss something that uh, not a lot of people talk about in the industry, um, and it's you know why you should be thinking about five years from now instead of tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we mean a couple different things by that, but, um, you know, more importantly, I think a lot of us are, are, are so dug into the ground, you know, we, we look at what's right in front of us and we don't spend any time looking up and seeing what's beyond the horizon. And, and, and that's a problem for a lot of people. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully, um, <laughs> the idea is that hopefully, like, life is long-term, you know, it's long game. More than anything, it's kind of about shifting the mindset, I think. I think it's really important to shift the mindset from being, like, so short-term to, like, thinking in the long-term. Because if you're only thinking about, like, what's going to get you to tomorrow or six months from now, you could be making decisions that are going to cost you. And I think that's kind of, like, where this topic came from. Mm -hmm. um, is, you know, a lot of people, like, one of the things that, that we hear... Um, is basically relates to managers and owners being afraid of their staff. Um, the uh, the inmates rule the asylum, and as a result, like what that does is the owner or manager then disables themselves uh, from being able to make the right decisions so that the business survives, like in five, ten years, fifteen years. It's kind of on autopilot. Yeah, because like yeah, so it's like it's like if you die. Which you're, we're all gonna die, right? But yeah. if you if you die like tomorrow, then what? it doesn't matter. Right. But like if you're gonna be here or you've got succession, like you've got uh, family members that are gonna be taking over, like the decisions that you make, like those decisions need to be made, like thinking like, what is this gonna do for my business in five years, ten years? Like, am I making the right strides in that direction? Yeah. Well, maybe relevant today that you're just getting to may not be relevant to tomorrow or five years from now. And if you take this approach of, of just pandering to your employees, if you will, and this is not like a, a, a slam or a slant against employees, you know, a, a lot of them have been with you a long time, that's fantastic, but this is about evolving the business to compete in today and tomorrow's economic climate. Yeah, and it goes, I mean, it goes it, well, it goes you, well you, beyond you the employees. You gotta take a long approach. Yeah, it goes well beyond the employees. And what's funny is I think like, as it, when it comes to like technology and stuff like that, um, you know, I mean, we always evaluated equipment like through the lens of what's it gonna do for our employees, tech, like same thing. Um, 
you know, we were computer end tallying rough lumber in like the late nineties. Which uh, is and, and well, I mean, it, you know, a lot of times I think when it comes to like tedious tasks, you know, sometimes people are more open to it, but it's definitely something that like some people thought, um, but it wound up, you know, it was a decision that like was made by the owner for the betterment of the business because like today you can't, you know, you can't be wasting time like hand tallying lumber. And that was in the late nineties, you know, obviously computers have been around for, you know, 10, 15 years at that point, but they still weren't, you know, widely adopted. No, we didn't, I mean, we didn't, we didn't have anything like an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't there, but here we are. And to my point that I want to make with this is you guys had this vision of kind of where the workplace was going with, you know, obviously end tallying and lumber you know, computers, things of that nature in the late nineties. But here we are 20 years later and I have more power in my pocket than the original computer did back in the eighties. So, yeah. you know, and that was 20 years ago. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so this is, you know, evolving even faster than what it did from then till now with yeah. all this technology that's happened. Well, that's really true. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that technology actually like evolves on an exponential curve. Like if you look at it over history, like the yeah. progress is exponential, meaning the rate of progress actually increases over time. So the yeah. curve's getting steeper. Um, so that's why it's like really important to be thinking because like what took five or 10 years to change 50 years ago, today it takes like five months. The iPhone, actually, we are just talking about this. So this is, this is a good thing that everybody can relate to. Almost everybody nowadays has a smartphone. A lot of them have their iPhones. You know, was two years ago, I think it was the first model that came out with that biometric sensor with your thumb. Yeah. Was that two years ago? Yeah. Right? They just announced one less than two years, and that was a big deal at the time. Apple spent a lot of money acquiring a company that did biometric yeah, yeah. censoring. And less than two years later, that is now obsolete. Their new iPhone, the iPhone it's 10, facial. it's facial recognition. Yeah, and, and even think and about, that's the curve. Yeah, and think about like AR and VR. Like yeah. this morning, um, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine who's in engineering, and um, they're building like, I mean, he pulled out his phone on a video conference and was showing me a simulator they built for um, like a car configurator. And they had a full car like in his iPhone and he pointed the iPhone That's at the insane. table and the car was then sitting on the table and they were pulling the door. Like it was, and they're doing insane. this. So they're actually, what's interesting is they're getting involved in doing it like for, um, for construction, for yeah. builders, for like visualizing buildings before it's yeah. done. So like you think about that, like none of that existed. So I guess like bringing it back and like this all isn't only about technology. This is about just like making decisions sometimes that like, mm -hmm. um, it's also about people. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's about people. And I think like the big thing is, is that like, whether it's, it's, you know, not making a decision because you're worried about blowback from your people or whatever, like what it really comes down to is that Which is the worst. Like that should not even be a thing. Yeah, I mean it's always important to like consider like sure. I wouldn't want to do stuff if you guys were gonna be like, hey, to hell with you. But if I felt that like for our business to evolve, that this was the path we had to go down, there would be literally no stopping me. Like it, you know what I and mean? We're still gonna follow. You. Right. And and so I think like that's where a lot of organizations um, in retail as a whole are coming up short. Um, and we know because like, we hear it every day and there's just like, there's, there's shit leadership to mm -hmm. be quite honest. Um, you know, people are, are very afraid. Which, 
Which, with that kind of leadership, it's going to be really hard to attract the generation. It's, well, that, and, and, and yeah, and that was so great transition because that was the other part of this is it's like if you're not making decisions today for your business to be evolving just in terms of being a better business, whether it's implementing technology or processes or like, you know, the way you build your company culture – you know, you're Which not big. It's it, bigger right. than what you probably think and, today. And like, what's going to happen is, you know, you're not going to be able to recruit younger generations. Like, you know, a lot of people we hear a lot of our customers and a lot of people we talk to will be like, oh, my staff is, you know, all 60 years old and whatever. And yeah, like that's cool. But in this, in the next breath, they're complaining about not having young talent. And we're always saying, well, hey, like, what are you doing? Like what are you doing to modernize your business? And modernize does not always have to do with technology. It just no. has to do with like, it has to do with how you lay out your place of business, um, what your corporate culture is, what your you know, do you, like a lot of people now want to work remote, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then music of course- in, Music in the back, Chainsmokers playing in the background. Yeah. Like little, oh God, little things. I can't, I can't listen to any more Chainsmokers. It's on the gym. I'm at the gym way too much. Chase is a big fan of Chainsmokers. I hate it. I hate it. Um, <laughs> I can't stand it. Um, but uh, I guess like my point is, is that, you know, and especially when it, it comes to technology, like if, if when the younger generations, like our age, you know, I'm 31, um, Kyle's in his late twenties, 29, 28. Yeah, 29. So like when we walk in and particularly when you're talking about like the generation, the low end of the millennials and then the generation behind them, you know, if you walk in and you're doing like stuff on pen and paper, it's the same way you were doing it in like 1975. Like that's not appealing to anybody. And as a matter of fact, like Kyle talked to a colleague of ours who is actually um, in the recruiting end of things, I think in, in hiring. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons that uh, they got uh, kind of moved away from it was because when they were attempting to place people in, in, in like, you know, one of my, one of my best friends actually used to run a staffing company the, in 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 our industries, they they had trouble placing people because the, the candidates did not want to go to work for the company. They would shadow and they would be like, "This is you know." This, this is a variety of and, reasons, and, and, and a lot of it too was culture. Yeah, a lot that's, of that's, it because the culture is what it was in nineteen seventies. Yeah, and probably the biggest. And so you know, if if your attitude is you know fuck the customer and. Yeah. Uh, we've always done, if your attitude, minimum. if your attitude is we've always done it this way, like yeah. you're going to lose hiring younger generations. Again, that's a great reason. You got to be thinking like, yeah. what does it take for my business to evolve? Like not today, like what's going to be best for you in five years? Because this is like a long term game. Like yeah. you've got to evolve really quickly, short term, but you've got to be thinking about what, what's, what it's going to be like in five years. So, 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 and to piggyback off that too is you know, this is this is worldwide, right? So there is like something like two and a half billion people under the age of thirty right now, which is just a quarter of the planet. And right now, about forty percent of that generation, that millennial generation, makes up the entire workforce. You know, obviously, you look at the tech sector. You know, sometimes it's seventy, eighty, ninety percent. You know, some of these, uh, you know, other industries, you know, maybe lower at ten, twenty percent, whatever it may yep. be, but Regardless, in 2025, 75% of that, regardless of market, will be that generation. So if you don't start looking at this today from, you know, obviously a recruiting standpoint, we can do to land these types of people. But more importantly, you know, 
how they buy. Like, that's who you're gonna be selling to as a customer. So, how they buy, how they wanna be sold to, is wildly different than what their parents were. Yeah, and so it's really important like to keep that in mind too because um, you're you're dealing with like having to evolve the way that you do business in order to suit your customers and also having to evolve your business in order to recruit top talent. Yeah. And it's, a double, it's a double-edged sword and they, they actually, they want kind of the same thing. And, you, yeah, and they want the truth. They want to, they, you know, they don't want their hands held contrary to what a lot of people believe about that generation. They, they want truth, they want growth, they want uh, educational opportunities, they have a desire to be leaders, so if you're not a good leader yourself, you're gonna struggle really bad uh, landing that type of talent. So there's these different indicators and these different things about the generation that, you know, are just going wildly missed right now because we're not taking the time to look up and focus on our businesses for the next five, 10 years. Right. And that's kind of where this all comes back to. Yeah, it does. And I mean, a lot of it too, is just a matter of, you know, you've got people who they, they want to like, first of all, everyone's kind of resistant to change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, and people kind of just want to do what they want to do yeah. and that's kind of it. Um, so I think that, you know, from that standpoint, I think it's, uh, I think like it, it puts business owners like in a tough spot just because they're they're more concerned. It's and it's hard. Like it's hard not to think, okay, what what do I have to do to like you know drive more leads today or drive more business or whatever. Um, so you're, but you're, but but like really, this is all about like you have to think long term because if you've been in business forty years, you've got to think about the next forty. Yeah, totally. Totally, absolutely. That's where you get the and highest ROI because highest then you ROI. don't care about the, the short-term bullshit because it everything takes care the short-term of itself. is bullshit. Yeah. If you're focusing on the long-term, the short-term takes care of itself because you're doing these different things to take care of your company into the future and naturally doing those things, it will deliver for you in the in, in the short term. You know, And it's not hard. You guys can do a Google search and, 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 and look up different articles and things of that nature that... Um, will help you attract this type of talent, but, you know, little things like providing flexibility, you know, within the organization and, 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 and being a mentor to these individuals and then vice versa when they want to buy, uh, listing your products on your website, coming into the showroom, being greeted with a friendly smile uh, that's there to not necessarily educate them. Most of them are getting their education already with the website, so they're coming loaded, ready in the store. Yeah. When they're when they're in there, so your role you got to start understanding your role. It's a little bit different with this generation. Um, that's going to be even more involved over the next five to ten years. Yeah. You know, they they want things like being able to look at your products online and maybe pick up in store or well, going to your store and actually touching and feeling it's, particular it's items funny, and, and this, then buying on your website. And this is like a really good example. Like I love this example about how like you know we've talked to to some customers and some prospective customers who from the business standpoint, they'll say, well, I don't want to list my prices online. And I, I uh, was reading um, some Google research for the white paper we're writing and it's in there um, that uh, like half a, if consumers can't get the information they want, which they always want to know yeah. is the item in stock and what's the price. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they, they uh, don't, they they don't they never go to that business. Yeah. So like you're shooting yourself in the foot by not pro- again 
Like it goes Think back. Yourself it, as a consumer. It goes. It goes. It goes back to convenience. Yeah. And like the amount of convenience, you know, you need to provide. I know we were talking about that. Was it last week? Yeah. Like the amount of convenience you you should provide goes up with the value of the items that you're selling. Yeah. The more money you, someone is spending with you, you better be making it more convenient for them. Yeah. Like and and, and they're gonna see through your bullshit too when you go online or if you try to you know start high, work low, whatever it is. They, you know, think about it. People are bombarded now with yeah. just emails of all kinds of stuff trying to sell to them this real salesy type yeah, we way. We're going to see that. right through that. Yeah, well, and I mean, who even reads emails anymore? Um, exactly. That's like who exactly. reads professional emails anymore? And, and, and even, and this is a big reason why, right? You yeah. know, you, it's the same shit from everybody. And when they go into your store and they get that same salesy bullshit from the 1990s or 1980s, they're going to yeah. walk right out. Yeah, it's just like it's easier to do business transparently, and that's yeah. why, like, that's why e-commerce has become so huge because yeah. it removes a layer of bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, I think all of this, like, it's it's thinking about selling convenient. How can I make it more convenient for my buyer? Modsy yeah. is uh, the that's that um, the virtual reality or or uh, augmented reality. reality. Yeah. So like, they're literally getting rid of the the need to have like a local designer. Because you can upload a picture of your room, and yeah. you for like seventy bucks a room, you can have someone configure your yeah. room for you. They have like packages. I mean, and th that's the way like technology's changing yeah. everything. So it's kind of like how 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 do you as a retailer find a way to use that tech? Like the, you need to be thinking about how do I use this technology to make my customers' yeah. lives easier. Yeah. So so to piggyback up off that, I was actually reading an article yesterday, and. But I'd ask for a show of hands here, but I, I imagine almost everybody's been to Ikea, heard of Ikea, oh, yeah. and, and, I would think and, so. and that craziness, right? We could dive into how they changed the furniture game with their snap-on pieces, but they're, they're, they're kind of taking that to the next level, too. We talked about that app last week called Hutch, where you can take a picture of the room and, and, and add furniture into it. And I think that's basically have, a, have a designer. I think, that, I think that's Modsy. So, so my point is, Modsy, Hutch is another one. And IKEA is doing the same thing through their own app, so that's only going to become more prevalent with these other companies doing something similar. Um, you know, in real estate, I can already take a, a, a digital uh, video of the house, put it online, and it says I could be in New York City, and it's as if I'm walking through yeah. the house myself, and I can buy sight unseen. So all of this Gosh. different stuff, all this different technology is here. Two days. Yeah, five years that's now. so. You imagine what the fuck five years from now that, what it's gonna look that's, like. That's that's like the really crazy thing. Everyone's like, it's not gonna affect me. Well, like, hey, it's fucking here. Like, that's why the next thing that's gonna go is like. Well, the retailer said about Amazon in the late nineties, early. 2000s. Everyone, but everyone who goes on site for like jobs or to do yeah. like um, estimates or estimating, anything, quoting, the te technology for that. Like, that's the next thing that's gonna get wiped out. Yeah. Like, why do you need to take a product sample home when someone's got an app that yep. can literally just throw the product in your room? Mm -hmm. yep. Like, so there there are great ways, like, to evolve around this. And, and pretty soon it'll be where I can take a picture and it will have the dimensions of the room for me. Ex yeah, and you, well, I mean, and yeah, I mean, hell, there are apps that, that are, are doing that. So it's like, you know, if you think about, like, where we were five years ago, and, and like, one way to put this in perspective is, like, what did you do five years ago to prepare yourself for today? What are you trying to do today that you could have, like, set your business up for over the last five years? Shoot. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just thinking about like where we were at five years ago, what was available then, and and the kind of kind of environment we lived in compared to today. And like some of the biggest companies in the world, like barely existed or didn't even exist then. You know, let alone the the ever uh, changing marketplace in terms of the rise of e-commerce, like all this stuff. Like we look five years ago, it's a wildly different landscape than what we're seeing today. And, you know, too many of us, and this is a point we haven't brought up yet, are reactive to what's happening today. We see something, we react to it. Well, that's the thing. You look five, ten years down the road, you're being proactive, which will set yourself up. And particularly like in the building products industry, I'm actually trying to find, um, since the the worksheet I used through that um, blog post, um, the, the crazy thing kind of about all of that is that now the entire industry is really trying to like play catch up. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, e-commerce has been a thing for God knows how long. And like now everyone's scrambling like, Oh my God, like I need to do this. Like, you know, so it's, it's pretty wild when you look at it, um, from, from that standpoint. Uh, and let me see, I know I have some, some e-commerce, um, data on okay so you were talking about 2008 or 2009 yeah like 10 years well to give you a perspective 10 years ago the iphone didn't exist so yeah it's um you got companies like snapchat uh twitter just coming out at that point in time facebook's a couple years old you got uh us heading into a downturn that destroyed a lot of different markets and businesses and then fast forward five years from there 11 and 12 Snapchat is just becoming a thing. That's a $25 billion company so, now. So like, ten, 10 years ago... Exponentially. 10 years ago, retailers and furniture and home furnishings were doing $9 billion a year in e-commerce sales. Yeah. Okay. So, so $9 billion in e-commerce sales in, 10 in years o, ago. In 07 and in 15, they were doing... And that's in furniture and home furnishings only. Furniture and home furnishings. And in 15, they did close to 29 billion. That's a threefold wow. increase in in 10 years. I don't think 10 years, it's like six years, right? It was what, 2007? Oh yeah, sorry, that's, yeah, you're right. So it's, it's less yeah, than less that, than so it's probably, it's probably a four or five X by now. So it's yeah. like, if you're just now starting to take this seriously, like we're happy for you, but realize like, Put your this put is your foot this on is, this is not like floor. this is not getting ahead of the curve. This is catching up. Yeah. Um, so that's like the really important thing to realize. But if you saw this coming, like and you were paying attention, because what uh, what I was getting back to was, you know, we have people tell us that they don't want to list their inventory online, and it's like these are the same people who when they go to look at something, like or they don't want to list their prices. If you don't show a price, they're not going to buy it. If you don't if they if you don't show a price, they're not going to come to your store. So when they consume. They they want this, but when they sell, they don't want it. Yeah. It's like you know, there's a level playing field. So so in in particular, you know, again, I'm going to bring it back to the millennial generation. Brands are becoming uh, less and less important to uh, the millennial generation, but well, they are like they're, they're willing to spend more money if they believe in the brand. Right, and and I think I think local brands in general are becoming way less important because there's so much noise. And like the and national these are people brands. would have an eight second attention span. 
Right. So, yeah. So I think I think you know there are very few. It's, like, what, it's what have you done for me lately? Yep. It's always about that. Yeah. So it's how easy are you going to make it for me? Like how easy is it for me to spend money with you? And like think about that. Like if I'm spending five bucks, like it should be easy. But if I'm spending ten grand, it should be really easy. And if I'm spending a hundred grand, it should be stupid easy. Like guys, I could buy a flipping home, the biggest purchase of anybody's lifetime for the most part, unless you're, you know, Bill Gates or some shit like that, but that's the biggest purchase, two, three, four hundred, five, five hundred thousand dollar home, I can literally buy it from my phone. It yeah. doesn't get any easier than that. Yeah, and it's like uncommon today, but it's going to be really common soon. It's like, I, I mean, I sold the cars I sold, sight unseen, online. That's probably pretty common now. Quarter of a million dollars. I mean, that's yeah. that. it was common when I, shit, that's all I did. You know, so and here like, we are, ten years later. That's yeah, actually so, probably a lot of standard. And 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 like the group I worked for, because they were ahead of the curve even for the car business. Um, you know, they're they're still crushing it on the e-commerce side. Uh, but really, so I think the key thing is is just like think about like don't think that something's not going to happen just because you don't want it to happen. Make sure that as a, a leader, like you're abs, you're you're like being objective about it. So like pull yourself away from like your own presuppositions. Think about how people like watch how people are behaving. It's like I have a good friend of mine who's in stocks and he's like, I bought Chipotle stock and this is when they were like IPOing. It's like I bought Chipotle stock because every time I drive by a Chipotle, there's a line out the door. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, it's not, it's, it's not. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you're thinking long term, all the short term stuff kind of falls into place. And, and anything that like, you know, there are a lot of things that are gonna burn out, there are fads that are hot, but yeah. like really if you're looking long term, you know, you're you're setting your business up for success in the long run, which is really important, because like, you know, if you're thinking about, oh, I need to do this to get to tomorrow, like I'm all for one step at a time, but you better be thinking everything through to the end. And, and, and one last thing to add to that too is, you know, it's important to consume your content, listen to, your vendors, your manufacturers, and things of that nature to an extent. At the end of the day, this is still your business. If you're relying solely on what your manufacturer tells you to do or what your distributor tells you to do, chances are they're behind, they're behind yeah. the curve as it's, it is right now. So it's not going to help you some of your catch up or even get past five to ten years from now. And so, not not naming names, but like, of course, but I mean, like, I've never seen a space that's as technologically far behind, mm -hmm. and a lot of the manufacturers and vendors really don't know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. Like, just point blank, yeah. just to be real about it. Like, exactly. They don't. Like, they're regurgitating shit they're they're the, on for. They're the blind leading the blind um, in a lot of cases, and I think, like, that's a really dangerous situation to be in. So, be sure to think for yourself. Yeah. When you're making decisions, like think, like don't think. You take know, care of your. Take yeah. care of you. Take care of you. Yeah, definitely. That's because because like it's you know it, 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 geniuses look like idiots until they get it right yeah. <laughs> like that one time. I mean, and that's that's all it takes. And um, you know, I think like that's that's really all I had. I just think long term, yeah. guys. Don't think about what's going to give me tomorrow. Think about uh, what you're going to do to to help the business thrive. Um, I think when you when you look at things from that perspective, um, your decision making changes in in large part for the better. Love it, perfect way to end, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, love hearing from you. Like I said, if you ever have any questions, feel free to direct message us. We love hearing from you. Uh, give us a follow, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at the Lead Tool. Uh, I believe that we will have these up on SoundCloud, iTunes. 
uh, here shortly for you podcasters out there. Otherwise, thanks again. We'll see you next week at 3 p.m. Yeah, thanks. Have a wonderful day.